0: It's time for episode 451 of the Clockwise podcast from Relay FM, recorded Wednesday, May 18th, 2022. Clockwise for people, for tech topics. 30 minutes. Welcome back to Clockwise, the tech podcast where we're always on the point four update. My name is Dan Moore and I'm joined across the internet by my good friend, my pal, my dungeon buddy. It's Micah Sargent. How are you doing today, Micah? I'm doing swell,
1: Dan. Thank you so much. And uh, yeah, everybody lock in those updates. We've got lots of bug fixes and patches. <laughs> no zero days this time, I can promise you. So oh, we're, we're good to go. It was
0: bad the last time somebody put some malware into our podcast. That was not great. Did not enjoy that, No. Well, what I do enjoy, however, is having two fantastic guests to discuss our tech topics. To my left this week, it is our very good friend, the proprietor of App Launch Map and the co-host of Originality right here on Relay.fm, which you should all check out because it's a great show. It's Aline Sims. Welcome back, Aline.
2: Oh my gosh, I'm back on Clockwise. Yay!
1: (laughs) Joining us as well is the founder of Emojipedia and everybody's favorite party captain, it's Jeremy
0: Burge. Hello, Jeremy. Hello, Micah. Hello, everybody. All right. So let us kick things off this week. My question is, have you cut the cord, or do you still depend on cable television, whether delivered by, you know, an actual cable or satellite or what have you, or a landline phone for anything at all? Aline?
2: Look, Dan. <laughs> I might be an <laughs> older millennial, but by gosh, I am a millennial. And I have had cable once briefly in my entire adult life, Um, and that was when I was traveling. My husband and I were both traveling a lot for work, and we had someone, um, my mom, (laughs) used to come and house sit for us. And she liked having cable. So we got cable for her <laughs> so that she could watch um, watch her stories. Um, that's the only time I've ever had cable. I have never had a landline um, since I moved out of her house in the early 2000s. Um, it's all, um, I don't want to think about all the subscriptions that we have now. <laughs> this is, this is not, not the future that I wanted. I have so many subscriptions, but, um, I do not have cable, do not have a landline. I've never, never wanted them. I'm fortunate enough that I have, uh, I, I missed the cutoff of needing those things. Cellular technology has been good enough and I have lived in areas with enough, coverage where I have not needed to have a landline. So I've been good to go.
1: Nice. Uh, yeah, I have I did briefly get uh, satellite, which technically counts because you do get cables into your home from the satellite dish. <laughs> uh, but I that was that was a long time ago. And I actually had to that I could not I'm very bad at telling, or I was especially very bad at telling people no. And so when it came time to get rid of that, uh, luckily someone stepped in and was able to help me call the people and be like, we're getting rid of this. It's not happening. We're not doing any of the things that you say that are going to keep you going and blah, 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 blah. Um, And I have had a cut cord ever since then. So yeah, no, no landline phones, no cable, um, no any of that. Uh, outside of internet, which, of course, requires
3: uh, for me to have uh, a cable. What about you, Jeremy? Well, I did like, Dan, that you put this question in here, despite <laughs> one quarter of your guests <laughs> living on a boat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> We're having, having a cable. It's impractical, uh, t- you know, towing it along with you. But thanks for the question. <laughs> it's nice mm. to feel included. Yeah. Uh, no, 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 um, to be fair, I mean, Australians, where I grew up most of my life in the UK now, like cable TV, not a big thing. People get it for sports and stuff, but you know, it's like, it's just not been, I, I gather it's a bit more culturally ingrained in the US. There's like 50 free to wear TV channels here with just an antenna on top of my boat. So yeah, definitely, uh, I never had it even when I was on land, just, just an antenna on the roof. That's all you needed for the TV. Obviously, streaming services these days. And yeah, landline. I think, oh, I think I had one when I was about 21 and moved out of home. And had it for about a year before I, you know, I don't know what's the point of landlines. Uh, but uh, but I'm interested to I'm interested Dan to 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 know to your your affinity for the for the cords that go into your house if you if you have one. Yeah. What prompted this question for me was that I was
0: over at my parents' house, and <laughs> See, I yes, they yeah. still have a landline, which even though they both have cell phones, uh, my they were resistant when I suggested maybe you don't need a landline anymore and they also have cable in addition to internet and i will tell you their internet speeds are bad even though they have fiber and they have a bunch of tv that it's like well we're we're not actually using it that much that except for my dad watching you know baseball games basically and they're paying an outrageous amount of money for it and that was what got me on this track of like Okay, why why are these still a thing? Like, I mean, I guess the bundles get more expensive even because fewer people are using them. More core cutting, so you need to make it up by making you know higher prices. But it really was an outrageous amount of money, and I, and I was curious. I I figured most people, being of the ages that we are, didn't really use a lot of cable or certainly not landlines. I had one briefly, I think, in my apartment, but it was again a deal where it was like, well. It's cheaper if we we'll, if you have to get the landline for some bizarre reason. So I had one for a little while, and then eventually worked my way out of it. But uh, yeah, I I just found myself thinking, what a what an interesting divide. I mean, certainly on a generational line, if nothing else. Uh, thank you all for your thoughts on that. Let's go to our second topic, which comes from Aline.
2: So, I'm curious about a tech item that you really want, but you haven't been able to justify purchasing, whether it's financial constraint, whether it's Jeremy, I know especially uh, space constraint, uh, whether it's like something that you just really want because it looks neat, but you're not sure if you'll actually use it or not. Like, just, just. Let me grow my wish list.
1: (laughs) I think Dan is going to be a little shocked by my answer um, because it's actually a TV. Um, I, I do have a 4K television in my living room. But I got it um, right when I moved to California. And so it was right after I had to spend a bunch of money to move to California and then spend a bunch of money on a security deposit for the place where I'm living and all of that kind of stuff. So I had to kind of settle for a smaller television. And since then, I have um, uh, my my partner's uh, grandma moved to a new place and she got a huge honking television. And it is really, really nice, uh, to have a lot more room. And, you know, I, uh, there was a period of time where I wasn't really watching a whole lot of television, but now uh, my partner and I do like to watch certain shows together. And so, uh, we sit in front of a smaller TV. It's not, you know, minuscule, but small enough. And I wish that I had a bigger one, but I just, it's, it's one of those things where I haven't been able to justify the, the cost. And I think that even if that, m- that amount of money magically just fell into my lap and it was like, you could use this to buy a TV. I don't know that I would spend it on getting the TV. So <laughs> I guess I needed it to happen twice because then I would buy the TV. If I got two, uh, drops from the money stork from the sky, <laughs> then I would, uh, purchase the TV. So yeah, I would like to have a bigger 4k TV in my living room. Jeremy, what about you?
3: Well, I thought, until Aline introduced this I, I, in this topic, I thought my tech lust had sort of dried up, and there was nothing that I was really, I don't know, I'm pretty happy, I've got everything I want, but one thing did come to mind, uh, and I feel a bit bad after kind of bagging Dan's parents and cable TV and everything, but a uh, a printer that... I don't have a printer and haven't had since Mm -hmm. being on the land. It's just, you know, the first thing. Everyone hates printers. I hate printers. But I used to always have a laser printer just for that occasional thing every now and then. Just a black and white one that sat in the corner. I just couldn't justify it space-wise on a boat. And that's fine. I use a local library or I can pay shops. But in the last year or two... Especially sort of traveling in COVID, you go to some countries where you need, you know, your vaccine certificate and maybe you want some extra paperwork for health forms and all this sort of thing. And yeah, I mean, I just go down the street and I get it printed, but I'm kind of jealous of people that can just, you know, scan their passport, do it all, print it all at home and then just... Head off. So maybe one day when I'm back on land, I may splurge out and even get a color laser printer if I'm feeling fancy, just to print those airline logos nice and pretty. Finally, a reason for Jeremy Burge to be jealous of me and my laser printer. <laughs> that's, all
0: I, that's all I've dreamed of. Uh, it's a long, it's a long list because my eyes are always bigger than my stomach when it comes to technology. But I was thinking that the one thing that I'm really intrigued about, but haven't really taken the the plunge on, is uh, VR. Set up. It's um, ah. just because. I don't really have a ton of space and I don't have necessarily the time or money. Like it's all those things behind it. Like it seems like a luxury. It seems like a splurge purchase that I would use. And I, I do worry oftentimes when I get things like, Oh, will I get enough usage out of this? Will it justify the amount that I'm paying for it? Um, most recently, my wife uh, bought me a PS five, which I was also really like hesitant on trying to get because it's like, Oh, it's a, it's very, you know, it's a gaming system. Do I really have time to play games anymore? Spoiler, he has time to play games. Uh, and, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> And so I don't know that I can justify another gaming system in the house, but it's certainly something I've, I've sort of been intrigued in and especially having seen other people use it. And it's one of those things I think that's hard to get the experience through, say, you know, looking at information about it online sometimes, right? Like it's just, it's hard to convey the experience of using it in a medium that is not reflective of it. So like looking at 2D videos of, people playing 3d games is like well i don't know is that what it's like i'm not sure uh so i i've been interested in that um and i don't know that i'll get around to one but i assume if apple eventually makes one i'll probably i'll probably end up getting something aline why don't you wrap us up
2: mine is a remarkable tablet which is an Mm. e-ink smart device uh, about the size of a sheet of paper. And I get ads for these on social media all the time I have for a couple of years now. And every time it comes up, I'm like, Ooh, I, I, I could have I could have a remarkable tablet like that would be kind of cool because they're very light weight as opposed to 13 inch iPad Pro, which is um. My favorite iPad. Well, I also have an iPad mini, which I use a lot, but um, I just, there's something about it that really just makes my eyes light up. and <laughs> I, I mm-hmm. want one so, so much um, for writing. I like writing by hand. Um, I don't always like writing on paper, just having something that I could throw in my bag and have with me like in the car or wherever I go that's a little bit more transportable than paper and pen you know i don't like it when paper gets crinkly <laughs> like things get jammed up in the notebook that bothers me you know so a remarkable tablet it just sounds so neat but i look at it and i'm like w- would i actually use it and mm-hmm. it's like i i mm, i don't know and so i don't get one and then two or three days later i get the ad again and i look, yeah. at, I look at justin <laughs> and i'm like I could maybe get this. And he's like, nope. No, <laughs> nope. <laughs> like, nope, you could not. Uh, and then I go buy more yarn. So it's fine. It's okay. It mm-hmm. works out.
0: It's a circle of life.
2: <laughs> yes. Yeah.
0: All right, that's two topics down, two topics left to go, which means, of course, it is halftime here at Clockwise, and this week's episode is brought to you by Electric. Look, when you think of the phrase boss move, you might think of making a bold business decision or maybe giving a great presentation in front of a big crowd. The reality is sometimes being a boss in a small business means sorting out the orange juice you spilled on your own keyboard, and I'm feeling attacked. By my own ad read, or helping a staff member with setting up their new laptop. The team over at Electric knows small businesses, maybe like yours, face these challenges. That's why they've solved this problem for you by operating as your IT department. Instead of spending your time sorting through unused application licenses, setting up employee laptops, and answering never ending IT questions from your team, you can build that empire. With Electric Acting as your IT department, you can get back to what you're good at. Plus, you get a really cool IT platform to see and manage everything. As somebody who runs his own small business, just one person, it means I am my own IT department, as well as my own HR department, payroll department, (laughs) accounting department, all of those things. So uh, it means all that time that I spend doing all the other stuff is less time I get to do the actual things that are my job, like podcasting and writing. So... I certainly would appreciate the uh, somebody taking that off my plate, perhaps fixing my computer when orange juice mysteriously gets spilled all over it. For Clockwise listeners, Electric are offering a free pair of Beats Solo 3 headphones for taking a qualified meeting. Just go to electric.ai slash clockwise. That's electric.ai slash clockwise. Go there now to get your free pair of Beats Solo 3 headphones today just for scheduling a meeting. Our thanks to Electric for their support of this show. All right. Halftime is over, which means Micah Sargent has stepped up to bat.
1: Ah, yes, here I am. My question for you. Apple has announced several new accessibility tools that will be making their way to iOS and iPadOS devices this year. My question is, are there any accessibility features that you use regularly, current ones,
3: or have relied on in the past? Jeremy? Personally, no, but I have uh, a bit of experience with some of them just because uh, I'm the the go-to person for uh, people in my family and family and friends, especially older family and friends. I would say, looking at the new features, I do really like the look of the sound recognition feature, the one that uh, recognises, like, the doorbell go off in particular. I know my grandma's house, yeah, you can upgrade with smart doorbells, all that sort of thing, but they don't like Change, you know. <laughs> so having a notification, she always knows when her iPad's doing something. It's on that loud, obnoxious, like ding-a-ling uh, <laughs> ring, ring noise. The, the, it's so loud, but she hears it and she loves it. So if it could recognize her doorbell or her actual phone and tell her it's ringing, and you know, stop browsing email forwards and go answer that, would uh, be good. So that looks good. As for existing ones, I think the main one, the obvious one, I do whenever I'm setting up some uh, one's iPad with my site uh to issues to increase the text size i know it's a small one it's i think it's even in the general settings now not even accessibility but i would love if uh Maybe a bit more attention was paid even by Apple on where those large text sizes go. Because so even one or two notches up on the little scale. You can't even read surnames in the FaceTime list. Mm. So you look down if you know more than one person with the same name and everyone called Mabel over 90. <laughs> There's three of them and you look down the recent list and it just says Mabel dot 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 because, you know, the text is too big and it doesn't line wrap for some reason. So nonetheless, yes, text size, a good one. And uh, experimented a little bit with that feature where you can put your phone in the other room and listen to an airpod which works very well i say in the other room all you know the like across the room i guess and that works great but all the older people i know that have hearing issues they already have hearing aids so yes they find it handy for very specific things like uh, making the tv louder but it means taking out their existing hearing aid it's a bit of a fuss but yeah some cool stuff out there uh, nothing for me personally though the sound recognition thing which has actually been around but they're
0: improving it this time around because I tried it for a while back and the problem I had was too many false positives where it would think too many things were like oh your laundry's going off or oh your doorbells being rung but this time they're letting you train it to a specific instance of that sound which I think is very clever uh, and seems like it will reduce that problem so you can say like all right let's play the doorbell if you know and then it can recognize this doorbell uh, so that's really nice. But the other thing along those lines, I'm really excited about this. And it's something that I have relied on in the past is so I mean, subtitles, I mean, they're they're everywhere, right? Like I have certainly trouble more and more uh, on listening, you know, watching TV shows and having to turn on subtitles. And I love the idea that this new live captions feature that Apple is adding, which is a, a technology that has certainly been around in other companies. And even Apple sort of kind of makes use of this, right? Like dictation and Siri and all that stuff rely on sort of voice to text. But turning that into a caption thing, especially where it can be used anywhere in the system, like FaceTime calls, where it can attribute even in like a group call to, you know, Jeremy said this and Aline said this and Micah said that, right? Like, I think that's great. Uh, I deal, you know, a lot with my, my parents who are hearing impaired. And, you know, uh, when last in the pandemic, we would have those 20 person Zoom calls with our entire family. And it's just impossible. It's impossible for them to hear anything, and everybody's talking over each other because that's the kind of family we are. And like, they just end up sort of smiling and nodding because they can't really understand what anybody's saying. So, the ability to have captions that are denied, like generated on the fly, even if they're not perfect, um, I'm I'm very excited about that possibility. So, I really am looking forward to seeing how that plays out in practice. Aline, what about you?
2: There's a way to configure Zoom in the accessibility settings so it will dim your screen even further than like the system level zoom will go. And so I use that um, when I have insomnia, and I'm staring at my phone, which experts say you should not do. Don't do what I do. But um, I use that um, when I'm reading a book or whatever at night. And I also use less so now that dark mode is a thing, thank goodness. But uh, I Will invert uh use the smart invert to mm-hmm. make light screens dark in the night. These are also especially helpful if you um have some neurological issues like I do. I get frequent migraines, I have some special kinds of migraines. they're a lot of fun, and so um i i they are kind of light sensitive sometimes, and so having kind of these options is really helpful. To me, um, for those reasons, and then I am uh, as I said, elder millennial getting to an age where i'm starting to like needing to creep into like uh, larger text options and that kind of thing um, as my eyes become less adaptable to small fonts, unfortunately.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, So the one that I use most frequently is one that I think Alina is talking about. Um, So I've got a a shortcut set up where I tap the side button three times and it brings Mm -hmm. up the accessibility shortcuts menu. And the first thing that I have that I use all the time is called Reduce White Point. And essentially what that does is you can swipe down from the top right if you've got an iPhone without a home button or swipe up from the bottom if you've got an iPhone with a home button to access control. Control center. And in there, you can take and drag your finger all the way down to bring down the brightness of your screen. But with reduced white point, you can bring down the brightness of your screen even more. Uh, it basically tells the phone the brightest value that I want this to be is X, Y, or Z. And so then all I have to do is tap reduce white point, and it immediately brings down the brightness of my phone. I've got it set up for my phone, my iPad, everything. And basically, when I go to bed at night, uh, I turn that on every time, because I will listen to audiobooks at night. And if I need to, if I forget to set the sleep timer or something like that, and need to pull up my phone and do that, uh, then it doesn't blast my retinas, it doesn't blast my partner's retinas. And uh, then it's not all blasting you with the bit of blue light that's left after the filtering that takes place. The other one that I use regularly is called left-right balance. Um, It is a feature that I use because uh, Apple's own AirPods are very, very, very good at being able to uh, have the volume brought down to a very low level and still play audio. So when I listen to audiobooks at night, I typically have just one Uh, pod in my ear, whichever one is up because I'm a side sleeper. And with the AirPods, it's fine. I can just turn the volume almost all the way down and it's quiet enough. But other uh, headphones, if I have to use those, turning it all the way down ends up cutting off the audio completely instead of actually just going to a low level. And so left-right balance is a feature that lets you change the balance of the stereo. And so what I end up doing is balancing it to the headphone piece that I'm not wearing, and that lets it still, that lets it be low in the one that I am wearing. So between those two, those are the most common accessibility features that I use. Thank you all for your answers on that. Let us go to our final show topic, which comes from Jeremy.
3: Well, I am wondering, uh, when you're all overseas, I know that's not been much of a thing in the past few years, but hopefully looking forward, what, what, are your, what do you normally do about your data? Do you use data roaming through your carrier do you buy a local sim card or have you used an eSIM, which i'm a big uh new enthusiast for having had a bit of success recently and if you did if you have used an e-sim when you're overseas or anywhere uh how have you used it is it through you know an app for one carrier or have you got the qr code at the shop or anything uh yeah tell me tell me what you do when you're when you're traveling and have you used e-sims dan Uh, Tell me all about it.
0: So I have used eSIM. I'm a big eSIM fan. I've had an eSIM as my primary SIM for a long time now, because um, starting when they added sort of the dual SIM support on the iPhone, I was often traveling overseas. I mean, like once or twice a year, maybe. And having that ability to just be like oh, I'll just buy a SIM card and pop it right in, don't have to do anything else, was nice. Uh, I haven't traveled as much since they started. I think eSIM became more widespread in other places, but I would certainly consider doing that at this point because it was always a bit of a hassle to try and figure out, like, got to go to the shop, got to figure out, like, what is the right eSIM for, what's the right SIM card to buy for this particular country, like, uh, and so I have, like, I literally have somewhere a bag of old, like, SIM cards that I should probably throw out from my various trips to places. But I liked getting local SIMs whenever I traveled just because usually, the prices were way more reasonable than the data roaming on my carrier. The exception for me has been, I think in both Canada and Mexico, I believe I was able to, my my carrier included at least data in those places. So I was able to continue using my phone on those networks just as though I were at home, which was great. But every place else I've gone, I've, I've generally tried to buy a local SIM unless I really can't or you know just it's it seems ridiculously expensive but almost always the domestic carrier was was a worse deal so Aline, what about you
2: uh i have traveled outside of the united states almost zero in my life so uh i have nothing to add nothing to give but i should be <sighs> going to egypt next september Ooh, um wow. so i'm taking notes and hopefully any will work for me
1: Awesome. Um, I have also never been out of the country. Uh, however, um, because this question comes up a lot on different shows that I do, I have done research. Uh, one of the apps that I think is a pretty cool app is called Gig Sky, G-I-G Sky. And it is an eSIM app that lets you choose where you plan to go. There are options for going to different countries, for going offshore, for in flight, if you're you know, on an airplane. And then, of course, there's a, a private option if you don't really want to say where you're going. Uh, but are looking for different options for an eSIM. I think eSIM is incredibly clever. Uh, and that is definitely what I would do if I was going to be taking a trip somewhere. Um, it seems like the easiest thing to handle and the fact that I can just use uh, the built in Apple Pay transaction to uh, get the card and then automatically have it popped in digitally all seems to to me to be a very clever and easy way to do that. And I'm curious, Jeremy, if you feel the same way.
3: Uh, well, yes, I do. I do agree. <laughs> Having been the, the new enthusiast for this, I think I was burned a few years ago where I had, you know, when they used to have that Apple SIM, it was like their first foray into eSIM where you've yeah, got an Apple yeah. SIM and you'd put it in and then it could be an eSIM. And even today, even the modern iPad, there's there's this picker interface. I wrote about this recently. There's a picker in the iOS settings, and I don't think it's on iOS. It's only on iPad, and it lets you do all these things, and you can pick GigSky and all these providers through the settings app. And it just never worked very well for me, and I don't think I realized how much better it would be if you went and got an app directly, I kind of thought the iOS support would be better, but the reality was you had to then sign up for any provider you used in there, and I don't know, it was a bit like those... um when you join a Wi-Fi network and it pops up a little screen. What do they call those when you... uh... Oh, the captive portal. Yeah. Yeah. They all felt a bit like that because you're in a little window in the settings app and you're registering and you're forgetting your password and all this in a little tiny window. And having had experience now trying actual apps that you can get, GigSky have their own app. Um, One I used a lot of recently was called Air Allo. And same sort of thing. Browse your country and buy 5, 10 gig of data before you go and pop the SIM in digitally and off you go it's i kind of want a dual e sim iphone now because mm-hmm. you know i, I mm-hmm. kind of don't want to yeah i want to be able to stack them up right i've already got an australia sim and a uk sim because i kind of go between the countries and then if i'm traveling yeah I'd just like to you know i don't want the sim slot anymore i'm i'm ready to go all in if if that's a possibility if anyone's listening who can make that happen <laughs> <laughs> the sim gods
0: are out there well That is four topics down. We have just enough time for a bonus topic. So let me ask you quickly, do you bicycle, Aline? Uh,
2: As a a person, no. No, I do not. As a driver, I don't like cyclists. As a cyclist, I'm afraid of drivers. So no. No. (laughs)
1: Um, I have not cycled in a long time, uh, but that doesn't mean that if I was uh, provided the opportunity, I wouldn't immediately uh, pick up a bike and want to ride said bicycle. Uh,
3: Jeremy, what about you? Uh, very enthusiastic on the bike with two provisors. It's got to be safe and enjoyable where I am. Some cities are great for cycling. Some cities and suburbs are. Uh, I would not Ride a bike, so I if I have the the choice, absolutely. But yeah, it's not for any cost. I will sometimes choose not to because sometimes some places are awful to ride a bike as well. I do
0: like bicycling. I don't own a bike currently, but there are three bikes in our house, so do some math on that. Uh, and I end up using one of those when I do want a bike, um, but it's just not the most comfortable bike for me. But I, I do like it. I just uh, I need a new bike probably. Hey, if you'd like to get ad-free episodes of Clockwise with an extra overtime topic every single week, you can become a member of Clockwise. Just go to relay.fm slash Clockwise. You can sign up for just $5 a month or $50 a year, and you'll help support the show, plus get an extra topic every week and no ads. What's not to like? This week's overtime topic, we are discussing unplugging from our devices. All right, that is all we have time for. All that remains is for us to thank our fantastic guest this week, Aline Sims. Thank you so much for being here.
2: Thanks for having me back.
0: And Jeremy
3: Burge, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks, anyone. uh, Thanks, Micah. I don't know why I said thanks, anyone. Thanks, Micah. (laughs) Thanks, everybody, for joining. Uh, I'll be back (laughs) next time.
0: (laughs) Well, Jeremy probably won't be back next time, but Mikey, you and I will be back next time. And until then, we remind everybody listening out there watch what you say and keep watching the clock. Bye, everybody.